You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle War Report family? It's your guy Ike Jones and we are back with another morning drop. Today we are talking about the quarterback situation for Auburn University. What does Peyton Thorne need to do if he's going to be the starter for Auburn to get this offense revved up into high gear? Y'all know how we do right here War Report style. Let's drop it on him. Morning drop. It is Monday, December 18th. I am in here with my guy, Mike hey. G, and we are talking Auburn quarterback. Mm. Uh, always a hotly debated topic in football spheres is who is the quarterback, who is the best person to be the quarterback, all of those things. And we're here to talk about it this morning on the heels of Coach Hugh Freeze basically saying, listen, I trust my guys. My guys, I'm going to ride with them. um, And let's just talk about what was and what it needs to be. Before we get into the conversation, let's go ahead and do the necessary. You guys sharing this video out there on social media, we definitely appreciate you guys amplifying our voices out there so people can come in here and tell us we don't know what we're talking about. You can go in here and like the video. Please go ahead and give a thumbs up on the video and uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already so you can know when we're going live. Hit that notification bell. YouTube will decide when they want to notify you, but we're going to be going live all the time giving you this great Auburn content. If you're out there in the land of podcasts, please do us a favor and share that pod and give us a five-star review. Mike, let's get into the conversation about Peyton Thorne. Uh, Coach Hugh Free says quarterbacks are judged by their wins, and Peyton Thorne will be one of the winningest returning quarterbacks in the country next season. How you feel about that? Um, like he's like like the totality of his career, or like yes, yes, okay, yeah, okay, uh, yeah. I mean, listen, he had a really good first seat, uh, like that eleven and two man, and a lot of quarterbacks have an eleven two season you know, at the helm of a power five team under their belt. So that is a factual statement. Um, That's a very factual statement. Uh, Is it a meaningful statement? (laughs) And uh, come on, you, you know, uh, you also are only as good as the last thing you did in college football. (laughs) So uh, add that caveat, right? People remember what you did last, right? And what he did last was, you know, five and six wins, right? The totality of his first year in the following two years combined. So now you can debate why that is. Obviously, Michigan State was a mess uh, in his second year, uh, and everybody on that team was affected by it. Uh, but you know, some of those same problems followed him to Auburn. So there's there's room for improvement here. Hugh Freeze confirmed what we've been saying for over a month. Auburn is not going after a quarterback. I listen. I, I people I, people for whatever reason feel as if we have a need to make up stuff and. I promise you, I wouldn't say it if I didn't feel confident in the fact that they're not currently in the market for a quarterback. quarterback. Now, yeah. 
Could that change at some point? I just, anybody who's saying anything contrary is not being honest, in my opinion, that they're they're looking for a quarterback. They're not. It could change, sure. Yeah, look, look. But as Cow- of today, they're not. And I don't know what would need to happen for it to change. He, uh, learning my lesson from the Cam Coleman fiasco when I was like, there's no way he's flipping. But right. if Jimbo gets fired, right, the only caveat to this quarterback conversation was that a can't-miss quarterback becomes available and is interested in Auburn. And right. is going to come for the right price tag. Correct. Yeah, right. And the money is right. Yeah. All those things seem unlikely to align, which is, you know, and whether people want to admit it or not, Cam Ward didn't move the needle enough to meet all those things. Riley Leonard, Grayson McCall, like it was like Arch Manning. There were like two quarterbacks that fit the description in terms of, okay, we're going to break the bank because you're going to have to if it's a top portal QB to get somebody who, even though they may not have started a bunch at this level, will absolutely move the needle because they are better talent than the guys that we have in our in, in our room. Otherwise, you go with the guys you have, and I don't necessarily disagree with Freeze's approach. I don't either. Fact, yeah, yeah. Like, so I want to make that clear. I don't disagree with his approach. I think at some point, you got to stop chasing guys in the portal and lean into the guys that you're recruiting from high school. 100%. So, uh, 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 based on how they treated year one, I've adjusted my expectations for what kind of success they'll have in year two. I think fans should brace themselves for seven and five, and hopefully, I'm not there yet, but continue. (laughs) And hopefully, it improved Peyton Thorne because although I think that he will improve in year two of this system, the schedule gets harder, and and that stretch that they have that um, you know I'm not I don't have the schedule in front of me, but like Oklahoma is dead smack in the middle, Georgia's in there, like. You know, it, it's a. It, I think it ends culminates with Kentucky. It's a tough stretch, yeah. and uh, we'll see. But they don't have a stretch as easy as the four game stretch, which ultimately ended with them losing New Mexico State, <laughs> um, as they had. You know, in, this year, next year, they don't have that. So it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I, we're going to take a look at the numbers here and talk about what this means. I like I said, I, I just wanted to make sure we put that out there. Ike, we've been saying this for a month, and we we'll always come out and say. Our sources tell us, but yeah, and and let's let's make a differentiation too from anywhere, nowhere, right? Let's let's make a differentiation about this whole thing too, because I want to make sure we're clear: them looking into quarterbacks and them deciding no, none of these fit are actually different things. Yes, they've looked at. He said it himself. Yeah, we took a look at all the guys that were available. But they made a decision a few weeks ago. None of the available choices made sense from all the criteria that we've just laid out. Do they move the needle enough? Is the price tag right? And does it benefit us to take this risk on losing what we have, going after what we don't know whether or not it will work? And he also specified most of these guys in year one haven't lit the world on fire. So, like, am I going to take a risk on a one-year rental that I don't know is going to pan out, or do I take the chance that year two will be better with the guy that I have? And they made that calculation a few weeks ago and determined, no, nah, we're not doing that right now. And again, unless something changes, we're going to be where we are, which is with Peyton Thorne. Speaking mm-hmm. of Peyton Thorne, let's take a look at Peyton Thorne statistically last season, and let's look at his rankings versus what the other quarterbacks did around the country this last year. So these statistics are coming from PFF. These rankings are coming from PFF. So what I did was I looked at PFF grades and I filtered it down to just quarterbacks within certain criteria. So FBS, uh, Power 5, 
and then the SEC, and I took out any quarterbacks that had that didn't start at least 50% of the snaps for their team. So that we have a fair rating for quarter, like if they only came in for like three plays, then we don't yeah, really yeah. care about that, right? So we want to look at, you started at least 50% of the snaps this season, this is where you were, and this is what Peyton Thorne did versus them. So we got passing yards, yards per attempt, completion percentage, I put in the drop percentage so you can see the adjusted completion percentage, turnover worthy plays, and then the overall PFF grade for that QB. Peyton Thorne coming in at 1,671 total yards. That's good for number 88 in the FBS of the 133 available schools. Uh, 44th in the Power Five and number 11 in the SEC in total yards. That's not awful, but it ain't great. It's awful. It's 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 average. It's in the yeah. median. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> now, if, if we're just looking at the the SEC, it it looks a lot more awful, right? Because you only have fourteen schools. Yeah, yeah. The reason why I say that is is because when you look at these numbers, right? You know, after like there's very little separation in the Power Five between like forty four and eighty, right? We're talking about fifty yards here, sixty yards there. Like we're right. talking about one pass. Like you know, you take out one pass and he drops like 20 spots right so you know, to me this 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 is not good but he, uh, let me add my caveat i think most of this the totals are on hugh freeze um yeah i mean here's, yeah here's the number why. of attempts that he had yeah and, yeah, yeah. You know, he just did of, not throw yeah. the ball enough man like he he didn't throw the ball enough and for somebody who is a low 60 percent completion percentage guy 62.6 um, on the season as shown here Right, but you know, before that, he was yeah, even lower. Career-wise, career he's been right around what he did this year. It's not as if he he yeah. improved slightly over his um, career average, but it wasn't very much. Yeah, yeah. So you have to throw the ball in volume to be effective, and yeah. they didn't let him do that. So th- I, I want to add that that's why these totals are low. They just didn't let him throw the ball, which I, I poo-pooed that quite a bit. Why did you bring him here, knowing what his percentages were and not let him throw the ball this was always going to end up this way to for these numbers to be around truly around median like he would have had to have completed like 75 percent of his passes which would have been a large ask i think and it made him one of the top qbs in uh, all of college football yeah uh i mean jay daniels won the heisman and he completed what 73 percent of his passes while pushing the ball down the field quite a bit. <laughs> so to get in the mid-70s, I mean, I mean, it was him, Bo, and like, I think one other person even close to the mid-70s. So this was not a reasonable ask of Peyton Thorne to throw the ball 239 times on the season and, and, and get more than 2,400 yards passing. Because not only were the attempts not there, he didn't push the ball down the field a ton either. Right. So there was not a lot of opportunity to get lump yardage. Like, <laughs> this was always going to end this way, the way they managed him. Yeah, and for, for reference here, Bo Nix led the country with 77.1% completion percentage. J.J. McCarthy was second with 74.2%. Carson Beck, uh, as far as Power 5, the quarterback, 72.3%. Graham Mertz, 72.1%. And Jaden Daniels at 71.1%. Um, the other number that I want to look at here is 
the adjusted completion percentage because this is the one that everybody's like, well, if he didn't have as many drops, he'd have looked better. And my, my statement always in retort to that is, of course, but every quarterback looks Everybody better if you don't have drops. And so where does he rank? Where His completion percentage does push up into that 70% if you adjust the completion percentage, but his ranking actually falls from 55 to 59, and overall in the SEC, he's still 10th. So if you adjust everybody's completion percentage for their drops, then he's still right around the same ranking nationally. And so I just I, I want people to stop being disingenuous in the conversation. And this I, I can see the comment section now saying you guys just want to crap on Peyton Thorne. The numbers are what they are. What we're here to talk about is what does he need to do? to improve these numbers to get us into a better place. We'll get to that portion of the conversation, but we have to discuss where he is right now before we can talk about what he has to do to improve and whether or not we feel those are realistic expectations for Peyton Thorne to be able to achieve. 70.7% adjusted completion percentage is still just okay. Like that's not amazing. And the reason everybody gets the bump when you adjust is because every quarterback has receivers drop the ball. Correct. Right. The fact that he does not really jump up in terms of like still 10th in the league. Right. And this remember, we're filtering out quarterbacks who didn't take at least 50 percent of the snaps as well, too. Correct. So, so you know, uh, there could be a quarterback in here like 40 percent of the snaps and a better adjusted completion percentage. But the the idea here is, is that. If there is not a significant jump after you adjust, then you are not disproportionately affected by drops in comparison to your peers, right? So if he's like, if you adjust for drops, for example, and he's like the third quarterback in the league, right? Drops are killing him. Yes, absolutely. Right, but it doesn't. The, adjusting for drops doesn't move the needle. So yeah, you know, I, I think which is crazy him, because in the league he had the second highest drop percentage, right? But it didn't move the needle because they, and to your point, they didn't throw the ball enough. Right, but that doesn't mean that it's his fault, though, because Correct. I, I know that's what people are going to hear, right? The system, there were a lot of other things that go into why this adjusted isn't better. Missed opportunities, you know, some of the balls that never get thrown because there was pressure or like there's, a, there's, there's, uh, but, but the point is, is, is is not to say, see, it's on Peyton. No, we're saying it's not completely on the receivers the way people are trying to sell it in terms of drops. Which we will 100% dive into our wide receivers. That is a, a yeah. morning drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a whole other headache, right? But, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, speaking of this independently, again, keeping the focus on quarterback, I'm going to say it one more time. If he doesn't jump in ranking after you adjust for drops, he is not disproportionately affected by drops in comparison to his peers the way people would like you to believe sometimes. So it's just one of those things. They need it's a bigger issue for them, Ike, to fix the system, um, uh, fix the route trees, fix all the other stuff. And you might actually see the drop percentage go down and the adjusted completion percentage go up quite a bit. Yeah. Uh Again, turnover-worthy plays, ranked 60th overall, 25 in the P5, and third in the SEC, which is not great. Uh, PFF grade, uh, he is down, again, 10th in the league, 30th in P5, and 54th overall in the FBS. So Peyton Thorne, 
again, I think to your point, not helped by the system, but he hasn't shown a ton of things that you look at and you say to yourself, all right, this guy is stellar as is. He needs to make improvements. That's clear. What things do you feel like, where do you feel like he needs to get his improvements done in order for this offense to be competent next year? I believe Peyton Thorne can make every throw. Um, just about, uh, you know, I think he is a decent athlete, so he can make plays with his legs. Primarily, this comes down to, you know, what is he being asked to do and how mm-hmm. well is he processing that information in real time? All right. As he will be the most, if not one of the most senior guys on this team next year. One there of the are, most senior quarterbacks in the, in, in the co- country. In country yeah, yeah, in college football. As far as number of starts, yes. Correct, right? So when you reach that level, you have to be in a place where you are clearly making guys around you better. You can no longer really blame the talent around you unless it's blatant. And tell me, like, there wasn't just a ton to me this year that was blatantly on everybody else. Right. I mean, maybe some things were blatantly on the coaches, <laughs> but as far as guys on the field, I, I, you know, if it's not blatant, you see quarterbacks leave, go other places and make that jump. But if they're getting a third, fourth, fifth year of the start, you bring an experience back that not a lot of guys ever get the shot to even develop, let alone test it on the field for four or five years. So, He's got to be a guy that makes guys around him better in his last year, especially if he has aspirations of playing beyond college football. Mm. You know, uh, he's got to be a guy who who figures out a way to throw guys open, who his ball placement is superior, and it gives the op- – it puts it solely on the receiver to either catch it or not. And after the discussion is that was a perfectly placed ball, they got to catch that. Right. Period. That's not always been the case. Um, That's to me, that's where he has to improve. It's about seeing the field and getting the ball out to the guys in space, because not everybody's looking at the all 22 the way we are sometimes. So they don't see like, look, man, there are guys open. You know, you panic in the pocket, you do certain things and and, and you 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 do sometimes what Bo used to do and you shorten the field. So you cut off your field division and your options, right? And then you're forced to either throw the ball away or try to make a play to the guys who are in in, in crowded airspace. Um, you know, Peyton Thorne, just, he just needs to see the field better, I think. It's it's not like he doesn't have the physical tools. Just needs to see the field better. And then the other half of that, obviously, is the coaching staff has to help him with what they're calling. Like, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He can only do so much based on what they're calling. And I don't think anybody would look at what they called this year and say that that helped him much. Yeah. And that was part of Peyton Thorne's frustration is he thought he was coming into a situation where he was going to be allowed to be the guy to Mm -hmm. go out there and throw the ball around the yard. And that wasn't happening through the first half of the season. And he was frustrated by it. Rightfully so. Like, this isn't what I came here to do. I didn't come here to rotate snaps. I didn't come here to hand the ball off 80% of the time. I didn't come here really to be a running quarterback. I can do all of those things. That's great. But what I'd rather do, yeah, what I'd rather do is just come in here and actually be the guy that's going to throw the football. And hopefully he gets that opportunity. And maybe with a, you know, with him getting in here in the spring with these wide receivers and building that continuity, he'll be, they'll build a confidence in his ability to go out there and do those things. 
Absolutely. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. All right. Over to the comment section we go. Um, Kita jumped off with Haley. He says, I need him to go at least a few games without throwing a single interception. Every game this year, he threw at least one. It'd be nice. Yeah. yeah. I, he didn't he actually he didn't put the ball in danger a son i felt like this yeah. year um it, it just again with the vault at the volume that he was at when it did happen it was very frustrating <laughs> it stood out you know when you're throwing the ball less than 20 times a game and you almost throw like two interceptions it does feel terrible <laughs> so i put him down on the coaching staff there uh in some of those plays and some of those games they were he didn't have any choice but to put the ball in danger because he was trying to save the game and a play had right. to be made. They they just had to put Peyton Thorne in better situations. I I don't like I said. I, I'm I'm not letting the coaching staff off the hook for the numbers that we just saw from Peyton Thorne. I, I twelve hundred yards of regression year over year is not that's not a player getting worse. Let, let's let's mention this yeah, too. Like you talked about Coach Hufree saying that he was you know good with quarterbacks. He was going to develop quarterbacks. Listen, man, develop Peyton Thorne this offseason if he's going to be your guy. Develop him and put a system around him that's going to allow him to be a better quarterback this offseason. I don't I don't know if you're developing a fourth year you guy. You can one hundred percent. They're just getting they just need to get better. You can you, like, you can, you can one hundred because listen, a lot of the things a lot of yes, yes. One hundred because okay, a lot I, of the I, I, issues I, I, that I, I, you have with Peyton Thorne, it's not in his footwork or his arm strength. Or, yeah, okay, it is, fair enough. Do you see the play that needs to be made? Get to your back of your drop and let it go. Are you processing pre-snap? You can help a quarterback get better at those things. It's it's if it was his mechanics in year four that was the issue, then I'd one hundred percent say, "Look, bro, he just move on. He yeah, is yeah, move he on. Is. Yeah, yeah, right. They they were. It's funny. Remember, uh, former Auburn quarterback Chris Todd. He works with with kids, and he talks about how they don't mess with throwing motion a ton with kids because you can completely ruin a kid's arm and they mostly deal with footwork they try to they try to get the footwork right because a lot of the accuracy issues quarterbacks have are about bad footwork not getting their body in the right positions to make throws and you know like 
it. By the way, so, I didn't look yeah, this stat up. I was going by what Haley said. Chris uh, says that he did not have a turnover in every game. So yeah, I I, I was just gonna say like it didn't feel like he put the ball in danger a ton. I just think it feels worse based on the volume of throws yeah. that he had. So it may seem like that. And then some of the ones that he had, honestly, I can't put on him because. He like you know like the interception right the like it's bowl. a hail mary okay, like, situation like, at the end of a half. Like, what's he yeah. supposed to do? Yeah, so, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. He had to make a play. Um, there were uh, there were like three of those yeah. this year where it was just like got to make a play and threw an interception. I think he had one hail mary at the yeah. end of the half that was just like you know they got intercepted, but you know, you're not you're not really putting that on him. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. Like like mental mental development. Sure, dude. Uh, see Peyton. See the sports psychologist. Sleep air deprivation tent. I seen a dude do that. All any woo saw woo woo thing you could do to get your mind right for this next season because your future at football depends on 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 yeah. this. If he plans to play beyond this year, he's got to show something, and it's not going to be like the scouts. I'm telling you, I swear to you guys, the NFL scouts do not give QBs the the uh, 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 the breaks that fans like to give their QBs when you know. They they evaluate the things that you can do apart from those external factors. How well did he control the things that were within his control? That's how they judge them. And you can do that without blaming the offensive line and the drop. You can still judge a throw, whether was that ball where it was supposed to be, regardless of whether the receiver ran the wrong route. Now, it takes an advanced eye to see right. those things. And that's why I don't right. like this and turnover statistic, right? Because sometimes it's not the quarterback's fault. But what I, it's, it's not what he yeah. needs to improve on is just see there, the number of times that he took, I've talked about this, this is my frustration with him. Number of times he took okay. sacks or took off running when there were receivers mm. available for him to throw the football, way too many. And that you won't find that on a stat sheet anywhere of how many open receivers did a quarterback miss in the uh, process of his progressions. And so that's the stuff that right. Peyton Thorne has to get better at, and that's the stuff that I expect Coach Freeze to help him get better at is, listen, man, this this he talked about it sometimes. This safety's rolling down in this way. This is what the RPO read needs to be. If they're in – too high in this situation and and we've got this route concept going on this is where the ball needs to go that's where your first read is supposed to be he's got to get better in those sorts of things and hopefully another year in the offense he'll start to see those things a little bit more quickly yeah yep. tk says to be honest improve his field vision is what we're just talking about even if mm. uh if that's even possible stop deciding where you're going to go with the football or focusing on your first target let me let me let me let me comment on this right um quarterbacks like Peyton Manning, uh, Eli Manning, like some of the the best quarterbacks. I used to listen to former Auburn coaches talk about this. The better quarterbacks that they faced in the early 2000s when I was in school, in our team meeting, they would say, these are the guys that know where they're going with the ball before the ball Mm -hmm. is snapped. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't mean like the guy's locked on his first three. It means that he's seeing the defense and he's off, the, the way those guys get to their third or fourth read is they're off of their first or second read before the ball is snapped. They see the coverage and they're like, not there, not there, going to this guy. <laughs> That's how they know where they're going before the ball is snapped. It is an advanced level of quarterbacking right. that is difficult to achieve for anybody. So, you know, when you have a guy going into your, your fourth his fourth year, you hope he can become one of those guys. 
And that's what they should be working with him on. If we're talking about right. development, how to see the defense and know where to go with the ball, get, get your, get your offense into the right play. Yeah. Right. And then deliver the ball because it's hard to defend that. It's hard to defend a quarterback. Who knows where to go with the football. See, yeah. Yeah. Look at your, and, and this is why you hear uh, uh, the announcers sometimes on TV talk about defensive coordinators disguising coverages because when you play a, 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 a good quarterback, you can't just go up there and line it up. He's going to eat right. you alive. So you got to show blitz and you got to back off and you got to try to do all these creative things to fool him into thinking that you're doing something that you're not. And then hopefully he he throws the ball to a spot. You've watched the tape so you know where to be. That's how you beat a good quarterback. And, and, and Peyton Thorne has to force defenses to do that in 2024 if Auburn is going to be better than a six or seven yeah. win team. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's it. Jonathan Boyson says, War Damn Eagle fan Hugh doubling down on the QB whisperer he called himself. So the, he thinks that Hugh Freeze is putting the faith in he and his staff to be able to get Peyton Thorne into a better place next year. Yeah, they put a lot of pressure on themselves with the way they managed year mm-hmm. one. Because if it doesn't look better in year two, that seat will absolutely be hot in year three. I don't care how well they're recruiting. You know, guys need to play better at some point. Like this whole idea that everybody sucks somehow, right? When Hart says this receiver sucks, the line sucks, this sucks, that sucks. Like it, at some point, the guys in charge of them yeah. suck. If it's consistent, so, right? Um, like if every year your quarterback correct, yeah. sucks, your wide receivers suck, at some point in time, it's your evaluation and decision. Yeah, it's you, right. So by the time we get to year three, this stuff, you, you have to start to trend up next year. Now, Going to be clear about this statement. I believe they can win only seven games and show that improvement because the schedule is tough. I do. I think this can you can win seven games. And that was my frustration with this year was the way they managed it. You could have managed it a lot of different ways to actually move the needle for for your team and still won only six mm-hmm. games. Right? Like the way they got to six was disappointing right. because it feels like they're taking a step back in year two offensively in terms of where they're starting from. You lose a lot of experience on your O line. You know you're going you're going to lose most of your receiver room. You're going to be really young there. Like, I mean, how is this thing better in year two? Yeah, and that's 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 how I arrived at seven and five. A lot of people don't like that message, but I'm just like, tell me where Auburn is better in year two. That you can see right yeah, now. A long now, way. can they go out yeah. and perform better? Sure, they can. Right, I, I would not project that now based on on what they're doing. Now, obviously, there's a whole other portal period that has to be done. But um, th- there's not to me. There's not a ton of game one game changers coming in as freshmen. I love the recruiting. I do, but I think those guys, a lot of those guys are going to be able to help you significantly until year yeah. two. Well, I mean, the, the good thing and about how our schedule sets up for next year, how Auburn's schedule sets up for next year, is that you start with teams that you should be able to beat without having guys be game one ready. You have some time to get better, right. but by, by week four, and yes, I am looking over the Cal game right now, be mad. Um, by week four, you, you need to be ready to go Real out there good. and play ball. <laughs> Cal, Cal put 31 on playoff participant Washington. They managed 10 points versus right. Auburn. 10. Come on, man. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, and that was me taking a shot at the pack. But, but Auburn's defense was good last yeah. year, right? I know we're talking quarterback, but those guys were real good last year. 
Brad Browning says, first-year QB pass attempts under uh, Coach Hugh Freeze, Ole Miss 368, Liberty 452, Auburn 238. Don't know if it was a lack of trust on PT or the passing game as a whole, but this, this is the, this is this is the stat right here. I've been saying this for weeks now. <laughs> Thank you, Brad, for putting this up. They, they, are, they did not let him throw right. the ball. <laughs> and to me, if you weren't going to let him throw the ball, you could have played Robbie or yeah. Holden if you were going to only let them throw it 238 times yeah. and still arrived at six The wins. whole point in my mind was we're <laughs> going to have the guy that we don't we're gonna have to We're going to let him babysit. throw it 368. <laughs> Correct, yeah. yeah so, but I'm not putting that on Peyton Thorne necessarily. I, I just wonder, I'm wondering why they, they decided to manage yeah. it that way. Uh, now, obviously, there's a feeling internally that the, pay, the, 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 the talent around Peyton was not – at a place where they could evaluate him fairly. And I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I thought he had average protection on the O-line. And at times, most play time, most of the time, more than more than average amount of time to make a decision with the football where you can say, hey, by the numbers, sure, you can say, but like we just went over the numbers. It just doesn't bear out that the talent around him is is the reason that th- these things weren't good. It was some combination of him and what he was being asked to do, which is you, the coaches. I would rather hear them say, you know, we don't know how good he is because we didn't let him be good. <laughs> that's that, that's a bad to me. That's a better statement, yeah. right? Than saying the guys around him suck, so we don't know how, how good he was. No. We sucked, so we don't know how good he was. Uh, P-Pass says they ran a conservative offense to save a defense that overachieved, and they did not adjust play calling to open it up. There's a couple of things in here that I find are interesting as word choices. The defense that overachieved, I don't know that our defense overachieved. I think the defense did what they were capable of doing in these scenarios. Yeah, I I would say I would say from a depth perspective, maybe yeah, like you know, you can be good and wear down, and the amount of times that they just they gave up two or less scores, you know, to me was a, a bit of an overachievement, given that they weren't very deep, or they didn't get very right? much help uh, from their offense in staying on the field. Yeah, 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 correct. Yeah, so like I, I would say that they overachieved based on the circumstances that they were put in, right? But. They were always capable of this type of performance. It's yes. your point, right? Like, yeah, they didn't overachieve their talent. They they overachieved their circumstances. I, that I agree with. And so the conservative portion of this, um, I don't know that the unless you're talking about pace of play, right? And which Coach Hugh Freeze has been clear in saying we didn't want to go fast because we're not deep on defense. And so in, in that regard, hopefully we're able to go faster because they've achieved some additional depth along the defensive line and guys aren't as worn out by the end of games because the offense is actually able to go out there and produce points. But listen, I think I would rather be in the LSU scenario where we're putting up a bunch of points on offense and we're able to go out there and let your defense make strategic plays to get you dubs as opposed to feeling like we have to slow the offensive pace down and then hope that your defense stands up and doesn't give up more than two scores, then that's the way that you win in football games. Um, right. So you, you got you got to give your defense a little bit of help with some points too, not just holding the ball longer. Like let's put some points up on Thanks. the board so that they don't feel like every, they they live and die with every single play out there. 
Thanks. All right, man. Uh, we are over our time. We appreciate you guys jumping in with us. So much more can be said about this, and I am sure so much more will be said before this is all said and done. We'll be back at you guys with another morning drop tomorrow. Make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel, share the content before you get out of here, and we appreciate all of those things. Until the next time, and as always, Drop! Drop!